0: Section We're looking at subsequent encounters that the saints can have with the person of the Holy Spirit. We said that our first encounter is when we are born again, uh, our second encounter with the Holy Spirit is when we are baptized with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. And then after that, there are numerous encounters that the saints can expect to have with the Holy Spirit, and all of those encounters are centered around the gifts of the Holy Spirit. That are then made manifest in the church and so we had a look at um, three particular gifts in the uh, previous teaching previous couple of teachings where we said that those particular signs as our lord referred to them as uh, the church can always expect to see manifested in her midst and we said that those were the gifts of healings and the working of miracles um, the working of miracles included uh, speaking with other tongues and also casting out of demons. We said that those three signs could uh, be accessed by the church at all times because they could be accessed either by the uh, gifts of the Holy Spirit i.e the gifts of healings being made manifest or the working of miracles, or they could be accessed by faith alone. <clears throat> and so now we, that brings us to the second category of gifts of the Holy Spirit, that can only be made manifest in the church as and when the Holy Spirit wills. And so we're going to be discussing that second category of uh, signs or manifestations that we've already mentioned. Um, And so this particular category, as I say, are fully reliant on the Holy Spirit making Himself manifest through the church. And so these signs cannot be uh, manifested at all times. The church cannot expect them to be made manifest at all times. However, it is entirely normative for the New Testament church to um, have supernatural encounters with the Holy Spirit through the manifestation of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And you can read the whole of the New Testament, the Book of Acts, all the way through the epistles. Uh, there There are numerous accounts of the gifts of the Spirit being made manifest through the Church, through the individual saints within the Church. Now we know that there is a, a vast um, section of the Church today that holds to the belief, false belief, um, they believe this this lie, that all of the miraculous has been done away with, all of the the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit have been done away with when the last apostle died because their viewpoint is is that the gifts were only made manifest through the apostles um so that they could um testify to the truth of the gospel once the 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 new testament canon had been closed had been finally written well then signs and wonders were not needed anymore we now just have the bible however people that have that viewpoint obviously don't know the scriptures, very simple. They don't know the scriptures and they do not know the power of God. And so they are led off by Satan into that era uh, where there is no power. Satan is very happy to keep them there because they are then no threat to his kingdom. However, if, as I say, you go read the New Testament, the New Testament is replete with examples of New Testament saints, talking about the apostles now, uh, operating in the gifts of the Holy Spirit and so it wasn't the church the early church uh, that could operate in the gifts. it is the church that can operate in the gifts we still receive the Holy Spirit today he still operates through us today and so we're not going to get in, into that in any kind of depth but the point is is that the church uh, is normative for the church the New Testament Church to experience the gifts of the Holy Spirit being made manifest in her midst uh, she should desire those gifts Uh, saints should encourage one another to operate in those gifts there are nine gifts of the Holy Spirit listed for us in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 8 through to 10 Uh, the gifts are the word of wisdom the word of knowledge gifts of faith gifts of healings working of miracles prophecy discerning of spirits different kinds of tongues and the interpretation of tongues those are the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit that can and should be made manifest in the church even today. Um, There are also ministry gifts. Our Lord has placed certain ministers of the gospel into his church and there are five main ministry gifts that are listed for us in the book of Ephesians. The five being the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor and the teacher. Now what happens is um, and there are other ministry gifts as well in uh, the book of Corinthians and the book of Romans refers to uh, other ministry gifts as well. So we mustn't just get hung up on these five, but these are the five main ones. Now what happens with regards to ministry gifts is that when one is called to the ministry, let's say it stands in the office of the apostle for argument's sake, um, what is, what transpires is that the Holy Spirit imparts certain spiritual gifts that attach themselves to that ministry gift and so in order for one to qualify to stand in the office of a prophet for argument's sake they would also need to be able to operate in certain spiritual gifts the spiritual gifts that would go together with the office of prophet would obviously be prophecy could be a diverse kind of tongues and the interpretation of tongues Uh, the word of wisdom is one of the gifts that could be made manifest the word of knowledge could be made manifest and even or discerning of spirits. So that's kind of how the ministry gift um, operates with regards to the spiritual gifts. Now individual saints within the body of Christ receive at least one, or should I say, can receive at least one spiritual gift. And so one saint will prophesy, another one will speak with diverse kind of tongues, etc., etc. And so we're not really wanting to look at the, the gifts of the spirit per se, or even the ministry gifts, in this series what we wanted to address really are the manifestations that accompany the gifts of the holy spirit being made manifest within the church because it's by observing the different manifestations that accompany the gifts when they are made manifest in the church that the 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 saints can become more discerning biblically speaking as to which manifestations are of God and which manifestations are not of God because um, not every uh, s- spiritual manifestation that takes place, supernatural manifestation that takes place within the church is of God. Uh, uh, not a lot of it but there is a fair amount which is not of God which is counterfeit and so it's uh, very important for saints to become discerning in this area because A lot of saints view the the fact, well, that's supernatural, so that must be God. Not the case at all. Um, Very clearly, sometimes the supernatural that is displayed within the church is not of God, um, but is in fact of the devil. Again, let's go back to um, Moses and the sorcerers. The signs that Moses could perform, the sorcerers, sorcerers could perform exactly the same signs. You couldn't tell the difference when Moses turned water into blood they did exactly the same thing and so you know you would look at both and you would say they're both supernatural but the Bible assures us that one uh, source of power is from God the other source is demonic and so it's it becomes um, more difficult for the saints to determine what is which is of God which isn't unless we biblically examine the manifestation of the phenomena that accompany these signs because once we do that and we can benchmark it against what the bible reveals to us about these supernatural signs it becomes easier for us to say all right that's god that's not and we need to understand that very clearly and so the 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 category of signs that we're going to look at from in this section and going forward are those category of signs that Satan can counterfeit? We said the first three: um, gifts of healings, casting out demons, speaking in tongues. He cannot counterfeit. However, the rest of them he can, and so it becomes that much more um, important for us to have a look at the various uh, manifestations that accompany these supernatural um, phenomena, so that we can discern, all right, this is God, this is not of God. And so there are four main evidences that help us to identify supernatural manifestations as not being the work of the Holy Spirit. Those four main evidences are um, consistent manifestations. We'll have a look at it now. The second are manifestations that do not confirm the Word of God, the third being indiscriminate manifestations, and you'll understand these terms as we go through the, in the series, and the fourth is the absence of faith. And so those four uh, criteria help us to identify, because as I say, not all supernatural manifestations are of God, and these four criteria help us to identify, okay, mm-hmm. uh, that's supernatural, That's that's purely uh, uh, a divine source of power, not divine is not the right word, but a supernatural source of power being displayed. However, that's not of God. And we can know that that power is not of God because it falls into this these uh, four main categories. As I say, the first one being consistent manifestations, the second being manifestations that do not confirm the Word of God, The third is indiscriminate manifestations. And the fourth is the absence of faith. And so the first one we're going to discuss is uh, the evidence of consistent manifestations. It's one of the clearest evidence that we have that supernatural signs that are manifested through a particular ministry gift is not the work of the Holy Spirit, is when that particular minister can consistently manifest those gifts through his ministry at all times at his will whenever he chooses Uh, or she chooses because women operate in these gifts um, these uh, deceptive gifts should I say as well and so whenever we look at a ministry and we see whenever that person gets up to minister these particular signs are there all the time and they can uh, manifest them at their own will well then that screams at us, this is not the power of the Holy Spirit. Why do we say that? Because the, the 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 gifts of the Holy Spirit are only made manifest as the Holy Spirit wills. It is not as we will. Again, let's go back to um, Moses and the sorcerers. When Moses performed signs before Pharaoh, he could only do so when God told him to do th- to do the sign. So Moses couldn't go walk into Pharaoh's court whenever he chose and say, well, I'm going to do this sign now, uh, Pharaoh, and watch him be amazed. No, God told him what sign to perform and when to perform it, and Moses could only perform that sign at the instruction of the Lord. He couldn't do it himself. The sorcerers, however, were able to perform those same signs at their will. So in other words, whenever Moses performed the sign, sources performed the same sign. They chose when they were gonna perform that sign. It wasn't a case of, well, now they had to wait on their uh, demonic source or power to, could they now perform it? No, they did that at, at, at will. They did it the moment they chose to do it, they could do it. Moses couldn't. Moses was reliant on the Holy Spirit to perform his signs. Uh, the sorcerers in in Pharaoh's court were not reliant on on, um, any, they were reliant on a demonic uh, power definitely, but Satan is always willing to display his power through his ministers and so the, the sorcerers could at will perform the same signs that Moses performed and Moses could not perform those signs at will. And So we need to Uh, distinguish the difference between the two because it's very important because there are certain ministers of the gospel in the church today that are are used very powerfully in deceptive signs and you can, it it screams at you that this person is operating by demonic power because they can just say, okay, I'm going to prophesy now and I'm going to give, and he calls, whoever wants a word, come up. To the front form a line and i'll give you a word and they the word i've watched it the words are extremely accurate um, and they you know, it just shows you that that it's a supernatural word that he gets um, but the fact is that that he can decide well, i'm going to now prophesy now um, everybody come up that wants a word from that's that's not god that's not how god operates and so we need to learn to differentiate the, between the two The gifts of the Holy Spirit are made manifest as and when the Holy Spirit chooses to, not as and when we choose to. Look at this passage of Scripture, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 2 to 4. Scripture says, For if the word spoken through angels proved steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard Him. God also bearing witness both with signs and wonders, with various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit, according to His own will. And so it's so important for us to recognize that the gifts of the Holy Spirit are always according to the will of God. It is not man-driven. We don't make demands on the Holy Spirit, and he has to show up and perform through us. Not at all. It is the Holy Spirit that impresses upon the minister of the gospel. You can now operate in this gift, and then he can only operate in that particular gift, as the Holy Spirit shows him what to do, and when, how to use that particular gift on that occasion. But it's never a case of, well, now I I feel like I would like to operate in this gift, so I'm just gonna operate, and it works. And we can be fully assured in those instances that it is um, not the work of the Holy Spirit. And so it's a, it's a very basic truth in Scripture that we need to learn and understand. And that's where a lot of ministers of the gospel and a lot of churches get into trouble because they don't realize this basic truth. And they seem to think that they, they can tap into the gifts of the, of the Spirit at any time they so choose. They can prophesy whenever they want. They can give words of knowledge whenever they want, to whomever they want. They can um, lay hands on people and and impart um, anointing to them whenever they want, to whomever they want. Um, And that's not God. That's when the church now gets into error. That's when ministries get into error because they step out into a realm that is not of the Holy Spirit and Satan is always willing to accommodate uh, whoever wants to operate in the supernatural by their own will demonic powers will jump in there and they will provide what that person is looking for and the person becomes deceived because it is supernatural the power may manifest and they think well this is god it's actually not it's uh, a demonic power and so we're going to have a look at uh, some scriptural accounts of the gifts of the spirit being made manifest to just illustrate the point to us that the gifts when they are made manifest, only operate as and when the Holy Spirit chooses, not as, not when we choose. And so the first account in Scripture we'll look at is in 2 Kings, chapter 4, verse 25 to 27. Scripture says, And so she departed and went to the man of God at Mount Carmel. So it was when the man of God saw her afar off that he said to his servant Gehazi, Look, the Shunammite woman... Please run to run now to meet her and say to her, Is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with the child? And she answered and said, It is well. Now when she came to the man of God at the hill, she caught him by the feet. But, but Gehazi came near to push her away. But the man of God said, Let her alone, for her soul is in deep distress, and the Lord has hidden it from me and has not told me. And so this account is the, an account of the prophet Elisha. Um, the Shunammite woman he knows very well because he'd been uh, staying he, when he used to travel around in a circuit. She had made provision for him in a home. They put a room up for him uh, where he could stay over on his um, ministry ministry tours. And so he, he had gotten to know the, know the family quite well. She was barren and so The Lord had allowed Elisha to prophesy over her and he gave her a gift of a child. The child was her her son that was born. And so what had happened, what had transpired prior to this is that the the son had died, the child had died. And she had now come to Elisha because she obviously was looking uh, for him to do something about it because she received the child through Elisha's ministry and now the child had died. But something we need to pick up from to Elisha's ministry now. Elisha was a prophet and a prophet operates in the gift of the word of knowledge. That's one of the gifts that operate through their ministry. And under the Old Covenant specifically, if you wanted to hear from the Lord, you would go to the prophet and the prophet would inquire of God and God would reveal to the prophet what he would say, what he wanted you to know. And the prophet would then come and say, thus saith the Lord. And so that was the mandate given to the Old Testament prophets. It's actually not the mandate of the New Testament prophets. We're not going to get into that today. Um, And so, Elisha operated in that gift. If that gift was uh, operated by Elisha's desire, by his will, then Elisha would have known exactly what was happening to the woman because he was looking to the Lord to find out what she was uh, had, to come, had come to see him about. But he says, um, the Lord has hidden it from me and has not told me. And so if Elisha was operating the gift, he would have known what the woman had come to him for. But he didn't know because Elisha wasn't operating the gift. God the Holy Spirit was operating the gift. And so on this occasion, God chose not to reveal to Elisha what had transpired and she had to tell him. And then, if you go read the account he did raise the the little boy from the dead but the point that i wanted to get out of this account here is that Elisha didn't operate the gift Elisha was reliant on the Holy Spirit to operate the gift through him and so it's very important for us to recognize that truth because as i say the one thing that screams at us is that if a minister can operate in any supernatural gift at will then we know that's not God That's another power that the minister is operating under. Let's look at another account. Mark's Gospel, chapter 2, verse 5 to 8. Scripture says, When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven you. And some of the scribes were sitting there and reasoning in their hearts, Why does this man speak blasphemies like this? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But immediately... When Jesus perceived in his spirit that they reasoned thus within themselves, he said to them, Why do you reason about these things in your hearts? And so here we look at an account of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, again, we just need to uh, um, reinforce the truth that when our Lord Jesus Christ came to the earth, he came as a man and he operated as the Son of Man, anointed by the Holy Spirit. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, who went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil. And so it's because the power of the Holy Spirit was upon the Lord that he operated in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, just as we do. And so one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is the word of knowledge. Now, in this instance over here, our Lord Jesus had made a comment. Now, when he made that comment about, son, your sins are forgiven you, the Pharisees who were seated around in the house listening to our Lord speaking reasoned within their hearts this guy's blaspheming because God's the only one who can forgive sins. Now the moment they, they thought like that, the Holy Spirit knew exactly what they thought. When, he, um, when that knowledge was obviously known by the Holy Spirit, he chose to impart that knowledge to Jesus. Jesus perceived then in his spirit what they were thinking now Jesus didn 't ask the Holy Spirit to give him that information Jesus wasn't looking to 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 uh, for that information. The Holy Spirit initiated that himself and imparted that knowledge to Jesus in his spirit, the word of knowledge. when Jesus perceived in his spirit this is what they're thinking, it was on that at that point that Jesus then was able to then respond to them, "Why do you think evil in your hearts and so again um, This just shows us that Jesus wasn't operating the gift of the word of knowledge himself. The Holy Spirit is the one who gave him the word of knowledge. And Jesus then reacted to what the Holy Spirit had told him. And so just on these two examples, we're going to look at some more. uh, But we're going to close the teaching on today's point. I don't want to go any further. But just from these two examples, we can see that uh, Elisha, the prophet, didn't operate the gift the Holy Spirit did. Elisha was subject to the Holy Spirit being, allowing him to operate in the gift. Even our Lord Jesus Christ, we see in this example, did not operate the gift of the word of knowledge, the Holy Spirit did, and our Lord could only operate in the gift as the Holy Spirit imparted that word of knowledge to him. He could then operate in the gift. And so, as we'll see, and we'll have a look at some more examples, um, consistent manifestation of the gifts. Uh, operating through a particular ministry, screams at us that that power is not of God. Now, when uh, let me just qualify that slightly. When one is called as a ministry uh, gift, let's say, again, the office of prophet, um, one of the gifts given to the office of prophet is the gift of prophecy. And obviously there are there's others I mentioned. And so a, a prophet will prophesy more often than a saint who has also received the gift of prophecy. So the ministry gift the prophet has received the gift of prophecy from the Holy Spirit and the saint, a layman, has also received the gift of prophecy. The prophet will prophesy more often than the saint who has the same gift. And also the prophet will prophesy at a greater degree of anointing. But, so th- th- we just need to differentiate between those two. But the prophet will not prophesy all the time, and the prophet will not be able to prophesy and will. He can only prophesy as the Spirit comes upon him and wants him to say, thus saith the Lord, and then he will prophesy. And so we need to understand the difference between the two. But but however, uh, ministers who operate by demonic spirits, they choose. They can prophesy whenever they want to, they can give words of knowledge whenever they want to, to whomever they want to, and they can um, they can operate with uh, gifts of power whenever they want to. And as I say, that is one of the signs that show us, okay, it's one of the, the, the criteria that help us to identify this power that has been displayed, although supernatural, is not of God. And we're going to close the teaching on that particular.